Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with Regan Walsh and Brad Morris, in which we discuss everything that's happening in the world of football. But before we get into that, make sure you like and subscribe, whether you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at OffTCPod. And as I said, I am joined by Brad as we look back on a very eh, strange weekend. Strange weekend? Was it as dour as I almost said it could be? (laughs) Um, going on Saturday's results, apart from the Liverpool game, yes. Yeah, I guess you can blame me on that one, but if anything, at least it was wintry. No, I don't want it to be wintry. It is horrible weather. Because we're going to find out in this podcast that Regan Walsh hates the snow. Yes. It looks cool when you're watching football happen, but I don't like it. Anyway... Enough about weather talk for now. We will obviously talk about the big match of the weekend to start off with. I'm going to have the last just a point there because over a year ago you were very happy to talk about the weather all the time. <laughs> yes, well, it's, uh, we've had a lot of talking points this weekend and we'll start off with Manchester United-Chelsea. Now, we both said on Friday's podcast that this could end in a heavy defeat for United um, it obviously didn't turn out that way. They managed to hold on for a draw, which has to be respected in the sense that how poor they were last week against Watford uh, compared to today, they looked like a completely different team in that sense. They just executed the game plan, which was don't lose. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they did it to an absolute yeah. T. Hmm. It, it did that perfectly and... Well, I'll say your goal was lucky. <laughs> I could say that. I say lucky. It could have been, or it was just an unbelievable assist. But we'll get for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The point needed. Yeah, a hundred percent. After the last few weeks for United in the Premier League, a bit of stability was needed, and they certainly got that with the result. Um, not the best of first halves from either team, really. I mean, Chelsea had a few chances, but I think a lot of their shots were quite tame for De Gea to deal with. And then the second half, it got going more. And at times, you like there was definitely that counter-press um, presence from United that like they knew they could win that ball back from Chelsea and then attack uh, rapidly with their wing players. Yeah, I thought your pressing was actually pretty decent. You gotta get used to that, considering mm. what you've got coming. <laughs> yes, but I think Chelsea well, made it a little bit easy as well because they struggled to break you down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, considering how fantastic of a season he's been and the plaudits we were given him on Friday's podcast, Reese James had a relatively poor game for his standards recently. I just think it was made a lot more difficult for the wing backs. Considering how you know yeah. itself, it was a different formation than what that they were being put with Oli. You know, your four-three-three. Although we have to talk about that starting lineup because that midfield three any other time would be the stuff of nightmares. Yes, I mean, obviously midfield three being Fred Matic and McTominay, and in the past United fans have like, why on earth are we playing that midfield three? It's just awful to look at. But they all did really well I mean nothing to worry about in that game at all I think they were all quite 
resolute. I mean, yes, McTominay was involved in a few argy bargies here and there, but again, I think it was just part and parcel of the game and nothing too bad. Um, Fred was Fred. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the main difference from United starting lineup though was obviously uh, Cristiano Ronaldo being dropped to the bench, which isn't really surprising. That Carrick there just showing why he will never be the Man United manager. Is <laughs> <laughs> it is right? Is it me, or was Carrick wearing the same kind of managerial attire that Ollie did? I think it was maybe a club thing. Is it just some trivia? Like that. Is this him remembering the fallen? He's not fucking dead. He's still alive. Are you sure? That's how they've been acting the last two weeks. Oh yeah, but I mean, everyone has been acting like that in the media and around the club, like he's passed away. But fortunately, he hasn't. Um, But yeah, overall, the game. I've got to say, um, after last week's performance, I'm happy with the point. Uh, there is still that need for improvement and hopefully maybe in uh, midweek when we play Arsenal we can have a bit of life into us and maybe stir on and get a victory yeah I don't know what to make of that game in midweek really because Arsenal are on a bit of a good run and well who knows if you can have a man- your manager actually confirmed and in at that point Mm. Although, if we were listening to Eric Bailly, it sounds like it's happened. So, Well, yeah. Knows how to spoil the party for everyone, doesn't he, Eric Bailly? Somebody's getting dropped. <laughs> um, on the Chelsea side of it, like we said, they were very lacklustre. Not much that you could say really made uh, De Gea too, too worried um, well, yeah, that's a lot well, because Rudiger gave so it's all worry about. Yeah, but then he remembered he's a centre half and he can't finish. He almost injured him. Mm. Can we just? I know before we get onto the Chelsea goal, can we just talk about that team Werner shot? Yeah, surely any striker is using their left foot. Yeah. I don't it's get just... why. Why can't footballers be two footed anymore? It genuinely baffles me because surely if you know your right foot stronger every day after you've done your training you would just practice on your weaker foot to make it as compatible so that you can shoot with both feet or do like can cross with both feet yeah you might not be like as good as your stronger foot but at least have the ability to do it because a lot of players like you say nowadays can't do both and it's really strange it just affects how they try and a shoot a ball or or clear it. They're a defender. Yeah, yeah but I've got my own example from the Villa game. <laughs> like Matty Cash always hits the ball against Cedric Cancer because he's trying to clear it with his right foot instead of his left. Just yeah, it just really it makes fans more worried when you see him doing that. You're like, let's just learn how to use both feet. You can use it when walking. You can use both feet when running. Just use it to play the fucking sport. You get paid thousands to do. Just do the basics of football, which was something Jorginho didn't do. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, what was he even thinking with that? He was thinking, right, if I get this down with a beautiful chart, all the compilations will be readying themselves for me. This will go in my Baron d'Or winning, winning video. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 
I've got my acceptance <laughs> speech ready. And the winner of the Ballon d'Or 2020. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, a lovely finish for Jadon Sancho to get his first uh, league goal for Manchester United. He's actually had a decent week getting his first goal for United on Tuesday against Villarreal and now getting his first uh, league goal for United. So let's hope this is a prelude to brighter things to come for the See rest what happens of the season. when you're playing properly and he gets a run of game time. Yep. It's as if Ollie didn't did know lead. what he was doing. <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to come out of you then with that. Um, Chelsea win a penalty. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it is, any, even if he hasn't fully tried to get it. There's contact. Get gone from his leg. I know his leg's in the air, so it's not a lot, but yeah, come on. I mean, in terms of there being contact, I 100% agree with you. There is definitely contact there, but at the same time, why does he act like he's been absolutely shot by a rifle there? Well, that's right. Try to kick you in the back of the leg and see how you react. <laughs> I mean, it has happened to me before, but I'm not that fucking theatrical. Jesus. I mean, he's not the only Brazilian that's been doing theatrics this past weekend, but we'll get to that later on. Let's be honest, Fred trying to be a footballer is theatrics in itself. Well, yeah, that is true. Oh, we're not talking about that Brazilian, uh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, so overall, Chelsea remain top of the table. Um, two draws in a row now for the Chelsea. No, it's not. They won last week against Leicester, didn't they? Yes, they did. <laughs> For a second, I thought the Burnley game was last week, but that was the week before. No. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea remain top of the table. United remain in eighth, uh, 12 points off Chelsea, which is very damning at this stage of the season. Uh, next up... Well, well no, because you're skipping ahead because if you didn't catch your eye to a moment in, I believe, the 88th minute, so if people didn't see, Fred was handed a note after Bruno Fernandes got substituted. Uh, or not the one we saw with Villa, he appears to just have it on his own. So this is aimed at Fred, so what was written on that note? You're out of the club in the summer, or January. <laughs> Pereira, I can't even make a joke, it probably was just your shit. Yes. Stand still, I mean, do nothing. Don't receive the ball. Are you sure you're a professional footballer, Dick? Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, very entertaining second half. Um, a team that had a very bright first half was Liverpool against Southampton on Saturday, beating the Saints 4 0. Diogo Jota running the show. Yeah, this was just. Simple Liverpool way. As yeah. expected, I, I don't have any other thoughts with it. <laughs> uh, only thing I want to say was uh, the Thiago goal. That build-up play was absolutely beautiful before he struck the ball. I think he has been officially credited with the goal, but uh, either way, uh, easy win for Jurgen Klopp's side. By the time he started paying his price. Oh, he was a free, weren't he? <laughs> so he was a free. He was, and he's also good enough to do whatever the feck he likes. Because he is an absolute serious baller. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League this week, Manchester City 
just about held on to beat uh, West Ham. Yeah, I didn't see this because only Sky could choose the worst game to be on telly. Oh yeah, why on earth did they have Brentford versus Everton on TV for? So this has happened almost every single time with Sky when they've they've done multiple two pm kickoffs, but obviously they can only show one of them, and they've always shown the worst one. It's just endless score. Brentford called a video game, and you go, oh, "I wish that game was on telly." For us, honestly, when I looked at uh, those two o'clock fixtures, I was thinking, right, Burnley Tottenham. Obviously, that got postponed, but I'm thinking. That the Sky do seem to like that one as a, like an early kickoff on a Sunday. Then I saw, obviously, the Ranieri effect uh, derby, as we called it, going back to his old stomping ground. That's a perfect storyline for Sky. Manchester City versus West Ham, two top teams in the league at the minute. No, they decide to go with Brentford and Everton. Yeah, like no offence to these two things, but they only really came alive for like one. 10 minute period I think and the rest of it was just yeah yeah um, but they obviously got the win the bees uh, Ivan Tony with a penalty call as you like that yeah and do you think this is a pen as well if anything it's almost similar yeah. with the Chelsea one but it's, it's, in the, think... it's in the head it's unintentional but yeah hard thought yeah I... Definitely, that's what made me th- like. I've seen it again earlier on today, and I was like, um, "That's a hundred percent a penalty." Because like he makes contact with his face, so the referee was always right to give that. And I love the way Tony takes his penalties. Like he goes all the way. Doesn't care. He's <laughs> terrifying. Is what it is. He's just so nonchalant about it. It's oh. Although people so look like you just couldn't have been bothered. Yeah, I mean, there is worrying signs, though, for the Toughies. I mean, not having the best of form uh, recently under Rafa Benitez, down to 14th in the league as well. Winless in seven. I said you... Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Dean Smith was sacked at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's OK, at least everyone got a very important game coming up. Hmm, who could that be? Mm, let me just have a... Oh yeah, it is Liverpool this week. Ah, yeah. And then Arsenal as well, after it's that. It's almost, yeah, it's destined. I think it, the way it's going could be the end. Like Everton fans will turn if not, they already haven't. Yeah, I mean, just looking at their fixture list now up to Boxing Day. So obviously we said they've got Liverpool and Arsenal. Then they travel to Palace, travel to Chelsea, host Leicester. And then Boxing Day, they face Burnley. That's not nice fixtures for a team wanting to move up the table and find a bit of form at all, is it? No, it's not. I think they've been harmed as well through all the injuries. Obviously, they've, yeah. lost, they've lost their whole front line when you look at it. No Richardson, no Calvert-Lewin. Even though Calvert-Lewin, again, fell off a little bit towards the end. What did he say fell off? That's the that's the Twitter term for when someone's doing bad. I don't want to use that. Oh, <laughs> out of form. Okay. <laughs> right, it's the yes. same. And out of form, Carol Lewin is still someone you want in the team because clearly he's that important. So. I think he's too busy thinking of his fashion career at this moment in point anyway than his footballing career. No, he is shaving now. You're not seeing these shaving adverts now. Although yes. I say he looks so much better with a beard. Mm. It's like, uh, it's like if you shave, it would look awful. 
I take that as a compliment, I guess. Oh, would you look nice with Shay? With Fajray. Cheers. Um, I feel like Fajray yeah. is better, but I can't grow it. <laughs> I tried to do it once and realized, yeah, it doesn't look right. I look like the Ian right. Bill homeless meme. <laughs> yeah, similar. <laughs> it just, yeah. Can't That's out. completely caught me off guard. Oh my god. I was thinking, yeah, I have anyway. Grealish has it. The beard. The yeah. Tash, yeah. Didn't, didn't work. Anyway, can we just get back to the full please? Because we're not uh, facial For hair. more men grooming, male grooming tips. I don't know where you were going with that. Please don't go any further. Uh-huh. Um, I said it in the summer, and I'll say it again. Apart from Damari Gray, Everton's transfer window was poor. We still on Everton. <laughs> I'm just going to finish off on Everton because Solomon Rondon is. He was great at West Brom, but West Brom and Everton are just two different leagues apart. Yes, yeah. technically they are a league apart in real life in that term, sense, but the quality of the two teams is miles apart, and I just think he's not an Everton player. Um, we never did actually finish off the Man City talk. I didn't see any of it, that's why. <laughs> no um, thoughts. Easy win for... Um, ish. I mean... That's all I could say. Very snowy. Snowy. Yeah, uh, Ilko one scoring a lovely goal, tapping, and Fernandinho actually scoring for Manchester City. Though, I think the goal of that game has to go to Manuel Lanzini for an absolute belter. That I think genuinely could be up there for goal of the month. It was that uh, nice to see from the Argentine. Um, Leicester Watford wasn't a happy return to uh, the King Power Stadium for Claudio Ranieri's side got beaten 4-2 with Jamie Vardy and James Madison running the show I mean Madison two assists and a goal can't complain there if you had him in your fantasy team although none of us did nah because yeah who put Mason Marion <laughs> exactly nah, especially when you know he had dental issues in the week which means he probably wouldn't have started but yeah but yeah, it's just um, weird to see Vardy like turn up again as like a another remembrance to Ranieri. <laughs> yeah, it's just quite uh, nostalgic of his time under Ranieri because this weekend marked it, the year when he made it eleven uh, mm. goals in a row in eleven games, which he then obviously went on to beat the following game against Manchester United. Um, but. Watford, they looked all over the place. I mean, especially for uh, the two Vardy goals and Adamola Lockman's goal wasn't uh, the best for Ranieri side defensively. Though maybe it's the change of goalkeeper didn't help them out. Ben Foster had played last week and obviously this week saw Dan Backman come into the goal. So disgrace, won't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, if anything, if it's what we have with Watford. Why they might be down there? Is there something that they have that the other teams haven't got? Is goals in, in the at least that's how yeah, it looks I mean, like. They've scored eighteen, and then the other teams below them twelve, fourteen, seven, and fifteen. So you that's what's going to keep them up. If even if they do leak goals in as well, they still have the capability of scoring. Whether it's through Emmanuel Dennis, Josh King, or someone else on that pitch. Yeah, they can solidify the defence and keep that strong attack. They'll be out of the relegation, really. Hmm. Um, but I think we should talk about a team that's definitely not coming out of that relegation battle, Newcastle. Yeah, 
I mean, Eddie Howe really does have his work cut out for him uh, at Newcastle, losing 2 0 to Arsenal, Bakaya Saka and Gabriel Martinelli with the two goals for Arteta's side. They really are going to go down, aren't they, Newcastle, at this it, rate? Yeah, it looks bleak. And, well, there's all this talk of, oh, it's all right, January will come, they'll sign all these players. Why the hell would you go to Newcastle right now? Yeah, there's nothing that screams out to me. If I'm a professional footballer, I want to go to Newcastle. If they were a mid-table team, you're like, okay, we can maybe push on for the Europa League or the Europa Conference League. Then, yeah, but a team that's rock bottom of the table conceded the most goals in the Premier League this season. The only winless team in England. Yeah. Why on earth would anyone want to go there? Unless they're being offered 100k contracts. That is it. But then you obviously... Like, realistically, if you're giving players that much, then you would your first thought would be, well, these players are only here for the money then because they look at the club, look at the situation. Oh, 100%. It's uh, literally nothing there that screams, right, I want to go to Newcastle for the right reasons if they are getting uh, paid that amount. Yeah, I'd seen all those, like... Is this why argument about why would you go to Newcastle? It's not the best area. That, that's not the argument to be made here. It's their league position. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know much about the northeast because we're not living. Sure, it's there, a lovely but... place. Actually, it would be nice, but that's coming from us too, who are Midlands. Midlands. Midlanders. Uh, I think one I called. I've never called myself a Midlander. Ah. Um. But, yeah, main thing now is actually... Us central folk. Comfortable win for Arsenal. Again, looking really good in form. Now into that Europa League spot. Um, and only outside the top four on goal difference now. So, it's a promising uh, last seven to ten weeks for Mikel Arteta's side. Yeah, I don't like Arsenal being back in the Champions League, couldn't Mm, I definitely don't like it. No, uh, but if there's one thing I do like, it's the Villa back in the European hunt. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but sure, you can is take he, it. Seven is it a stretch? Yes, yes it is. Will you be saying that when we beat Man City on Wednesday and then we beat Leicester next Sunday? And then we are on, right on the cusp of the top six. Well, you sh- well, that's if results go your way, that is. I mean, you can't guarantee everyone above us right now. They're all very inconsistent right now. We're, we're in a position to take advantage. Yeah. I mean, just looking at... Yeah, looking at the teams above you, excluding Arsenal themselves, but you've got Wolves, Tottenham, United, Brighton, Leicester, Palace, Brentford... I mean, you're only behind Palace and Brentford on goal difference, so a win there, you'll go above them too. And then it's literally two points behind United, Brighton and Leicester. So, like you say, it's not too far out of the stretch, but it does seem like Gerrard's at the wheel. Flying towards Europe. Mm. Yes, and with the help of Matt, a few shots on target, and John McGinniester, it's definitely helping you up the table. What this guy has done 
in a week of actually working with these players. What's he going to do in a year? Leave for a better club. When this club's off, then I don't think so. Well, honestly, we look good, right? We look so yes. good against Palace. And I think that's because Palace let us a little bit. They left a lot of spaces for us to yeah, pick at. Exploit. Yeah. It's just... He's made target um, very good. He's turned Marvellous Nakamba into Claude Makalele 2-pointer. He had such a marvellous performance. He was named right, one of the match players. Yes. Uh, bit lucky that you managed to stay with 11 what? players on the pitch. Was, no, 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 Douglas no, 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 did have a red no, card did you overturned. See? Did you actually see it? No, I'm not saying... No red card, yes, though, is it? it? No, I'm saying, yes, I'm not saying he's lucky, that, but... But I'm saying he's lucky that there's VAR and he's managed. The referee has managed that's, to. Turn that's it the point. Over, what did I say about the ref? At all. And if you saw the game, he was a shambles. And that was with yes. both teams. Mm. There's a lot of stuff that was getting called and not getting called as well. And you're like, mm, you got to be better than that if you want to stay in the Premier oh, League good. long enough. A mm. uh, quick flash through of the other games. Both finish 0 0. Norwich and Wolves finish 0 0. Brighton Leeds finish 0 0. And Burnley versus Tottenham was postponed due to the heavy snow up. Uh, I think it was actually only one point to go through Brighton. Particularly if we saw the, the booze. Which is. Yeah, I thought that about. I don't know, I mean, they're ninth in the league. It's eighth at the time of... This is a really yeah. good season for Brighton. Eighth at the time of doing it. Um, but what it, apparently, it was like mm. a loud minority. Judging from the Brighton Twitter sphere that I looked at, it, they yeah. would be... I mean, they dominated the game against Leeds yesterday, but they just couldn't finish yeah. their chances. I mean, I can just think of that Neil Morpay one, uh, which he should have scored... And he just They're back in the situation the they were in last season where they had all those shots and now you can't score. And that's not on the manager. But they started well enough. And Oh yeah. 100%. Well, it's like you said, if they're back in this routine of not scoring goals and all just nicking like late 1-0 wins, it could see them slide down the table very yeah. rapidly. Especially over this next month or so when there's such a lot of games to go before the turn and of I don't the know year. if they were booing Potter or just the players' performance they were just sick of another nil-nil game but if you are so it's in the chance that they mm. were like who out there is better for them right now no one's uh, what are you complaining what manager was yeah, like, I don't say Ali <laughs> um, no I wasn't going to say Ali I was just thinking of an Englishman who has not long left the Premier League, Mr. Steve Bruce. Bring him down. He'll do a job. He can get uh, Brighton playing. the seagulls, did you see? Right, let's have a look at the games around Europe. Um, Not many big games took fancy this weekend, but we'll start off over in Italy. Juventus, not having the best a few days, getting thumped by... Chelsea midweek, losing to Atalanta on Saturday and having their offices in Milan and Turin. And it's, it's all the more funnier when you're in the middle of watching a documentary series on them. Exactly. It makes this whole week just seem absolutely uh, ridiculous. I've watched the first two. I think I'm a bit of the way through episode two. 
but I hadn't uh, watched it. So you've been watching not quite a lot seen anything on weekend. the Turing Derby yet? No. No, well, you're nowhere near finished. <laughs> but honestly, for these first few episodes I'm looking at, yeah, these, these uh, well, the higher-ups in the club, it's very sus. What, Agnelli and Fabio Paratici? Yeah, there's even something about Nedved. Someone's off. Mm, well, obviously Paratici, Paratici, or Fabio, he's no longer there. He's obviously uh, over here with Spurs. And Yelly, he won't ever leave the club unless something drastic happens. And is Pavel Nedved still leave? there? Yeah, I believe they're all still there. I thought Agnelli left because of the Super League. Uh, I thought they just left the... What do you call it? The... Old group, the oh, I forgot what the fuck it's called. I don't know, I've not got to episode seven yet. The European Club Association Committee thing. I knew he'd left something. Yeah, but he's still in charge of uh, Juve because his whole family own Juventus. But anyway, uh, it's a mafia, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Not the best of weekends for them losing 1 0 to Atalanta. Elsewhere, Inter Milan beat Venezia 2 0 uh, with Latara and Martinez scoring. A 96th minute penalty, which is always helpful for them. AC Milan, uh, they b- lost 3 1 to Sassuolo, so that is probably the big surprise of the weekend over in Italy. And currently, Napoli are 3 0 up inside half an hour against Lazio, which is absolutely mental. Um, over in Germany, it saw the return of the robot, and I don't mean Peter Crouch either. Erling Haaland, first game back, comes on as a He's called him a robot, he's a machine. A freak of nature. Whatever. Any of the synonym you can think of, not cinnamon, any of the synonym <laughs> you can think of to do with Haaland, please throw it out there because he is unreal. Yeah, we were right, fine, but I know one woman who wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Honestly, that? Oh, it was so beautiful. The time He picked out the one the... woman in the crowd and he's just, yeah. <laughs> And the fact that the cameraman just panned over to it <laughs> flipping him off was, oh, it just seemed like something got out said of the the Germans show. didn't have a sense of humour? <laughs> uh, that was on top of a uh, 3-1 victory for Dortmund over Wolfsburg with Emre Chan and Danny Marlin scoring their goals. She was with someone. Hmm? She couldn't have been sat there on her own. So she must have been with another person who's just come back and gone, Elsewhere in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich just do Bayern Munich stuff, winning, uh, or back to winning ways as they did lose last week, but Leroy Sane scored the only goal there. Uh, Cologne beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 4-1. Bayer Leverkusen got the better of RB Leipzig, winning 3-1 with Florian Wirtz doing Florian Wirtz stuff again another machine freak of nature whatever you want to call him he's a very very uh, top talent but um, big scoreline of the week in Germany Hoffenheim winning 6-3 yeah thank you <laughs> I'm flabbergasted is that a reason you didn't say they're opponents uh, uh, because I don't know what the SPV GG Greuther for. Well, I know the G is Greuther. Greuther. You just don't because you can't say it. No, I just didn't know if the SPV GG bit before the Greuther first stood for anything. And I don't want to get it completely you, wrong. You keep telling yourself that. Anyway, um, a nine goal thriller in that game, which is uh, 
always entertaining to see if you're on the winning side that is not on the losing side uh, over in France and Leo Messi got a hat-trick of sorts this weekend but it wasn't a hat-trick of goals it was a hat-trick of assists as they beat Saint Etienne 3-1 uh, and that is despite being 1-0 down early on in that game however it's not all good news for PSG as they have lost Neymar through to injury after what looked like a nasty uh, challenge on his ankle is it, are we definitely certain it's an injury or is there a birthday coming up? No, no, no. This is like, you, if you go look at the video, you can see like his ankle like rolls and it looks really painful, if not. like. But he still could have done it on purpose. Oh, yes. I mean, nothing. Family occasion coming up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere. It's a joke, in... obviously. Like, good luck to him in his recovery. Good luck to him. You sound like he, he wishing him well for his driving test. Wishing well and he's recovering. Just, just being nice. I can make a joke and be nice. All right. Good luck to you. Anyway, elsewhere in Leisure One, uh, Leon beat Montpellier one 0 with Lucas Paqueta scoring the only goal. Monaco and Strasbourg played out a one one draw, and Lille drew one one with Nantes. And finally, over in Spain this past weekend, Barcelona beat Villarreal 3-1, scoring two late goals, one from Memphis Depay and Philip Coutinho scoring from the penalty spot, which is unreal to see Coutinho actually scoring. Yeah, I feel like Xavi's already out on himself a lifetime contract. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Valencia and Real Villacano played out a one all draw. Atletico Madrid beats uh, Cadiz 4-1 and Real Madrid are currently losing 1-0 to Sevilla. Oh dear. Right. Yes. Uh, where do you want to head off to or talk about next before we wrap this up? Oh, we had to wrap this up. Is there not predictions league stuff? No. I didn't know whether you wanted to talk about this weekend's, uh, this midweek's fixtures that we've got coming up in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. We kind of touched. I don't really know what's preview, if I'm being honest. Uh, well. So, the game, obviously, the big game this week we talked about was Everton versus Liverpool on. Wednesday evening on Thursday we've got Man United playing Arsenal and Tottenham Brentford and then we actually have two games on Tuesday and must well it's a definite relegation six pointer already as Newcastle welcome Norwich to St James's Park so definitely some tasty fixtures in the sense of must wins for uh, a lot of sides in that interesting right. that you forgot the one Wednesday fixture and that was Manchester City coming to Fortress Villa Park which you know unless there's a sudden miracle Jack Grealish could return How's that? unless there's some miracle don't you mean unless there's some it's weird because he's conveniently injured he'll be back for it he wouldn't miss the chance to he's nice. avoiding it nah he's avoiding what could potentially be uh, see, I want to say it's a mixed reaction I hope it's a nice one he doesn't deserve to be booed I'm honest I hope it's a but, boring yeah if you read up the online reaction it's not going to be a pleasant one <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping boring for 89 minutes Jack Grealish scores in the 90th minute and then runs to the whole end and does the header by your celebration no you, you wouldn't honestly if you've seen him he's still very uh, creditable of us so yes but... you might just conveniently go to pick oh, my ankle it's, it's a bit <laughs> right let's anyway let's head over to the predictions league uh, 
So Brighton. Is Angle or Robert? Then we'll see him sat in the Hall's end, <laughs> <laughs> conveniently in disguise. Like. Uh, uh, predictions league time. Both got one point for predicting Brighton Leeds would be a draw. I got a point for predicting that Brentford would win. Uh, neither of us got a point for predicting the Man United Chelsea game. Both get a point for predicting that Juve would lose to Atalanta. Uh, Real Madrid Sevilla we can't talk about as a time of recording as the game is going on. However, uh, both are still alive for at least one point. And Palmeiras versus Flamengo we were both wrong because we both predicted a Flamengo win, which didn't happen. And this covers the Libertadores game is where we need to go on next because not the game itself. Don't need to talk about that. No, not the Palmeiras most. Palmeiras retained it. That, that hasn't been done for 20 years. That's nice. Deverson, absolute shit out of Zurich. Mm-hmm. That we have to. I just. Uh, oh my lord. <laughs> Please just take it away. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Just he got, He's got to be the first person to have ever done that just by being touched by the referee. We're trying to fall the referee, not get the referee sent off. <laughs> I, I just I, I'm speechless over it like genuinely I'm speechless over that whole thing because you're like okay if say a player had run into you and you hadn't seen anything and they're like okay that's fair enough you're trying to win a free kick without the ref uh, seeing anything but the fact that you've got and got trying to get the ref sent off or patting you on the back it just I think what it was the ref obviously tried to rush him because he's being that he's the substitute mm. so in his golf mate. So he's obviously right. Maybe he just felt such shrinking it was a player, and then he said, ah, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He did the Neymar thing from 2014, just hold it back. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant, man. But only could you ever yeah, see. It's like you'd be paralyzed. <laughs> just... If you only, if like, if you just saw that video and you didn't know where. Uh, that game was taking place you didn't know the two teams you would literally just say that just screams out South American football yeah and uh, you know you were talking about Andreas Pereira mm-hmm. as well you thought he was in the you thought he was at Palmeiras didn't, didn't you it turns out he was actually on the Flamengo I think he actually was playing for Palmeiras in that game because he was goddamn awful for Flamengo I would encourage people to watch Palmeiras's winner because um, who, who was at fault Really for that Palmeiras winner. Oh yeah, it was Andreas Pereira. Complete uh, bad mistake, and I'm hoping he never comes back to England again, let alone Manchester United. Yeah, Oof. that was a bad one. Yes, right. Uh, we'll be back later on this week to wrap up all the action. That... What do you think? Then you're ending quickly, but I had one last other thing. Just a few other funny moments from the weekend. Well, I say moments. Probably one moment that I wrote down. Go on. So, did you at least? Hear what happened in the FA Trophy game between Curzon Astra and Chester? Yes, I did. Well, <laughs> uh, for the benefit of those that didn't, so 15 minutes into the game, and then it comes over to turn away. Somebody needs to move their car. Yep, quite normal in these so the car was the referees. I mean, you just couldn't write that, could you? <laughs> just, oh, amazing. It really was, I mean... Of all the things to see happen in non-league football, that literally just epitomises non-league football, doesn't it? And if it because the stadiums are quite small as well. 
Well, you, you could probably just say the, the removal chalk. Mm. <laughs> just the announcement comes out. You know, the, the, the referee who please needs to move that car. Yeah. And he just sees it being lowered up. <laughs> and just brought up onto the chalk. That's my car. <laughs> oh, that really would be brilliant to see. Right. Uh... We'll be back later on this week to wrap up all the action in the Premier League this midweek and have a look to another fascinating weekend's worth of football. And obviously, if there's any breaking news stories, make sure you follow us on Twitter, as we said at the start, at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And until then, it is goodbye from Brad. See you. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon. <laughs>